the Torah. Um, before I, or before we hit the ground running, I'm going to be using the word God and the ancient one interchangeably. We would understand why I'm going to do that. And then after this session, anytime I say the ancient one, I'm referring to the God of Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. I might say Yah sometimes. I might say God. I might say the ancient one. The person I'm referring to when I use these titles is the God of Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. So we're going to start with the book of Genesis, Genesis chapters 1. Before, I want to say this. When Abraham and Isaac separated from the two young men who were accompanying them to complete their journey to the binding of Isaac, Abraham tells the young men something very important and critical to our studies. In Genesis 22, Abraham told them, Stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go yonder, and we will prostrate ourselves and return to you. The last words in this verse is critical. He says, you should stay here. I'm going to go with the lad to prostrate, to worship. Abraham's experience will not be complete until he had returned and shared his experience with others. I repeat that. Abraham said, we're going to go yonder, we're going to prostrate ourselves, and we're going to return to you. Meaning that his experience will not be complete until Abraham returned and shared his experience with others. This is important. It is an important aspect of Hebrew spirituality because while we may need to separate ourselves from others at times to achieve spiritual heights, we must ultimately bring these experiences back with us to those who we left behind. You're just not studying or achieving spiritual heights just to achieve it or just to say, I know more than you or I understand it better than you. No, the goal is to ultimately bring these experiences that we are going to have back with us to those we left behind. On a cosmic scale, this is the role of the Hebrew people relative to the world as a whole. On a cosmic scale, this is our responsibility. As a nation to the world as a whole, we move away, we separate, we achieve spiritual heights, and we must ultimately bring these experiences back to the other nations, back to Israel first, and then to the other nations. So this is what I beg of you to turn this um, 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 experience into. Don't hoard the information. Share it. Uh, 
if you pick up any nuggets of wisdom, share it with somebody so that we can all grow as a nation. Awesome. Now, when you approach any religious group, we're doing an introduction before we hit Genesis chapters 1 verses 1. When you approach any religious group and ask them why you should join their group, they will all give you a long list of benefits you can gain should you join them. If you should ask them, can I derive these same benefits from another religious group? They will answer no. You cannot. It means that this secret, they are the only ones privileged to it. You go on and ask them, where did this secret information come from? You will get what I call a revelation narrative. This is very critical. A revelation narrative is a story of how they came to possess the secret information you need to achieve their benefits. How they came by it. They will give you a revelation narrative. Almost all revelation narrative is always from a lone person's experience. Meaning that one person gets a revelation at the back of a mountain, in the forest, in the bush. person goes hiking and they come and tell us they had an encounter with a deity. They had an encounter with God. So you have a lone person's experience. One person telling you, I had an encounter with a deity. I had an, an encounter with God somewhere behind the mountain, in the bush, in the forest. No one was there. And he comes and he persuades people to follow him or her. Check all the religions. Every single one of them. One person gets a revelation and comes to rally people, persuade people that join me, God spoke to me. The problem with this is that you cannot check their claim. The credibility of the religion rests on that one person, the founder. So, when any initial leader or leaders of any religion makes a claim it's based totally on faith believe me take what i say trust that god spoke to me or a deity spoke to me we have no other option to take the person's word for it you can check all the religions this is how they started. Though ours is not a religion, I'm going to make the comparison to show you how different ours is. And I'm making this clear. Even though we don't belong to a religious group, I want to show you how unique ours is. 
Moses goes up the mountain. And the ancient one is speaking to him. And the ancient one tells him, Go to Egypt. I've heard the cries of my people. Tell them that the Lord, or the ancient one, has happened upon me. And I want you to follow me to the desert. To worship the ancient one. No one was there when Moshe had this encounter. Moses is smart enough to know that the people won't believe him. Why should we? So he tells the Most High, Exodus 4, Moses answered and said, Behold, they will not believe me, and they will not heed my voice, but they will say, The Lord has not appeared to you. Yes, why should we believe you? Why should we leave Egypt, even though we were slaves? But why should we leave the cutting edge to take a trip with you into the desert? Why do we want to do that? Moses says, you won't believe, they won't believe me. But it's interesting that we believe these other religious founders that they had an experience, an encounter with God, and there's no proof. And yet the first thing Moses tells the ancient one, they will not believe me. He says, okay, no problem. Just go bring them and I'm going to do something. Moshe goes to Egypt, brings the people out. Now they're standing at Hasinai and the Most High is going to do something remarkable. Let's see what he does. Exodus 19. I'm going to read from verses 9. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am coming to you in the thickness of the cloud, in order that the people hear when I speak to you, and they will also believe in you forever. Let's pause there. The reason we take Moses' word for what it is, is not because he came to tell us that God spoke to him. The reason we take Moses' word is because we heard the ancient one speaking to the man. The entire nation was standing as a witness. Behold, I am coming to you in the thickness of the cloud. In order, I don't want to make this a lone person's experience, so you have to go tell them, so they have to have faith and believe. No. I am coming and I'm going to speak to you, to the hearing of the entire nation. And they will also believe in you forever. And Moses relayed the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and prepare them today and tomorrow, and they shall wash their garments. And they shall be prepared for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord would descend before the eyes of all the people upon, upon Mount Sinai. Quite a remarkable experience. Let's go on. Exodus 19, 17. Moses brought the people out towards God from the camp. 
and they stood at the bottom of the mountain, and the entire Mount Sinai smoked, because the Lord had descended upon it in fire. And its smoke ascended like the smoke of the kiln, and the entire mountain quaked violently. The sound of the shofar grew increasingly strong. Moses will speak, and God would answer him with a voice. Three million people stood at as witness to this. His first objection was, they will not believe me, which is rightfully correct. The ancient one says, sure, they should not. If they believe you, there's something wrong with them. But convince them to come here. And then I'm going to do something remarkable. I'm going to speak to the entire nation. So it wasn't Moshe trying to convince us that the Most High spoke to him. No, we were witnesses. We stood there and we heard the Ancient One speak to Moshe. Exodus 20, 15. And all the people saw the voices and the torches. You, they saw a, the voice. This is critical. Put that in your spirit. And all the people saw the voices and the torches, the sound of the shofar and the smoking mountain, and the people saw and trembled. So they stood from afar. They said to Moses, You speak with us. And we will hear, but let God not speak with us lest we die. But Moses said to the people, Fear not, for God has come in order to exalt you, and in order that his awe shall be upon your faces, so that you shall not sin. The people remained far off, but Moses drew near to the opaque darkness where God was. The Lord said to Moses, So shall you say to the children of Israel, you have seen from the heavens I have spoken with you. You saw it for yourself. Nobody came to convince you. Nobody came to rally you and say, hey, persuade you and say, I, I had the ancient one speak to me so you believe me. No. He wanted to make this so remarkable. So that they are witnesses to this. In order that we would believe Moses. Now he makes a claim in the book of Deuteronomy 4. All this is critical for where we are going. I want you to see that we are unique when it comes to, like I said, we are not a religious group. But when it comes to all the religions, it all started by one man getting an encounter. The ancient one says, no, I'm going to beat that. That does not make any sense. You're going to have to believe the person. I'm going to reveal myself to an entire nation and speak to them so that they would know, not believe. They would know it for a fact that I am the ancient one. In the book of Deuteronomy 4, he makes a very important claim. 33. Did ever a people hear God's voice speaking? Out of the midst of the fire as you have had and live? Or has any God performed miracles to come and take 
him a nation from the midst of another. That's why I say we're not a religious group. The ancient one was not coming to take us out of Egypt to start Judaism. That was not his goal. His goal was not to take us out of Egypt to start Christianity. That was not his goal. He promised Abraham a nation, a people are going to come out of his loins. So he was starting a nation. He says, you be to me a kingdom. A kingdom is a country, a nation, a people, not a religious group. So Moshe said, or has any God performed miracles to come and take him a nation from the midst of another nation? Not a religious group from the midst of another religious group. No, we are not a religious group. He continues, verse 35. You have been shown in order to know. We deal with knowledge, knowing, not belief or faith. I believe God exists. That's not good enough. He says he showed it so that you would know. Knowing is you can check, you can verify. There's proof. You have been shown in order to know. Verse 36. From the heavens, he lets you hear his voice to instruct you. And upon the earth, he showed you his great fire, and you heard his words out of the midst of the fire. You see, Moses didn't say, I came to tell you. He said, you heard him yourself. You heard him yourself. I did not come to tell you. Initially, I came to convince you, come with me to this mountain. And then you heard the ancient one speak to you yourself he spoke to me to your hearing and then he spoke to you himself that is why i started off by saying when any initial leader of any religious group makes a claim it's based totally on faith but moses speaks to the people and tells them you were there you were there I did not come and convince you. You were there. It was this same ancient one, this same God who our ancestors had speak is the one who gave us this book that we call the Torah that we are about to study. The Torah in summary is eternity evading time. It's eternity giving us a manuscript. Eternity giving us a book. So that we would understand his intentions. Any questions till here? Before we move on. Contributions, additions. Before we move on. Good morning, Brother Basil. Good morning, Sister Rachel. I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Um, so it says you saw the voice 
Yes. How, how do you see the voice? Oh, that's you're going to open up a different kind of worms. Um, let's wait till we get to Exodus and then I would explain that. It would take okay. us off, off, off our goals. That's why I paused and I said it's critical to understand what it said. He says you saw the voice. What did they really see? Very good question though. Any other questions, contributions, additions? Yeah, hi, Sarah. Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Hi, I'm unusual with this. So, like, for me to understand, to carry on. Yes. What, what is the Torah and the Bible? But why are we reading from the Bible if we're learning from the Torah? I just need to understand before, because you keep mentioning the Torah. Yes, so when I say Torah, usually Torah, strictly speaking, is the first five books of the, what you would call a Bible. What others yes, would call the Old Testament, yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes we oh, use the Torah for the whole Old Testament, as some would call it, but the correct name will be the Tanakh. Okay. All right, thank you. You're welcome. So the Torah that was given to Moshe and given to us, in summary, is eternity, is the mind of the ancient one, given verbally, orally, to Moses, and it's penned down into a book so that we can read and understand.